We know that our core value and our vision is to see people restored to God and His purpose, raised up through discipleship and then released into the call of God for their life. Restore, raise up, release. That is who we are. That is who we will be into the future. But this morning, I wanna talk into the theme. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that are here today and thank you for coming out this morning. My prayer is simply that when you come into this place, you feel like it's a home. You feel like it's a place where you've come with all of your little quirkiness, all of the things that you got going on and you come into a family where you feel accepted and you feel loved. We are all quirky. I am funny with food. I am real funny with food. Are there any other people that are out there that are like me? Give me a wave. I see those hands. I see, how much are you mind blown by people that they walk in and they're like, oh, I've got a bit of an off stomach. And you go, oh, is it, what's going on? Oh, it might be something I ate. And you go to them, well, what did you eat? And they go, oh, I had pizza for breakfast. And you go, pizza for breakfast? What, from last night? Nah, it's been on the bench since Wednesday. And it'll be like a Friday morning conversation. And I'm like, why are you eating that food? Does anybody ever, you know, know those people? I got, I got sick when I was younger. I was 21 years old. We know the story. I'm funny with chicken. For me, I've realised this, that for me, when I eat chicken, it's not a meal. It's an interrogation. Can anyone relate? I'm looking at that chicken. I want to know where it's been, how it got to be on my plate. Has anybody, can you relate? I know that there's secret assessors out there. You know, when you're looking at the colour, when, when you're looking at the, 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 you know, the smell. And if you've you got a, even a gut feeling that something's going on, you just kick that thing to the side. You're like, I am not eating that. Here's the thing. I feel like I can tell the difference. I can distinguish between a good piece of chicken and a bad piece of chicken. I can tell the difference. There's something that I feel separates it. It's a gift I have. It's a nose that I carry. But it is something that distinguishes a difference that I'm able to tell. Now what we're going to do, I want to get into Exodus 33. Look at that. What we're doing this morning is we're looking at this conversation that is happening between Moses and God. Now what's happening is Moses is talking about what he believes is the distinguishing factor for God's people as opposed to everybody else on the face of the planet. You see, because of this, Moses like, there's something that sets us apart. There's something that makes the world be able to tell that we are different from everyone else. So the background to this conversation is this. The book of Exodus, Moses wrote it. There's actually throughout the the book, there is no name claim to it, but we believe that that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. There's evidence to support that. And and the theme throughout Exodus is that God is our Saviour and God is our Provider. If you look at all the stories and all the themes, yeah, Moses escapes death as God saves him. He provides for him an education. God saves his people from slavery in Egypt and then he provides for them in the wilderness. He, he gives them a treaty. He, he teaches them how to live. But what's most important is this, is that not only did he show them how to live, but God's presence lived with them. So what happens in verse 30, chapter 32, previous to chapter 31, that, that's what happens with numbers. And um, what's happening is Moses has gone on to Mount Sinai and he's with God. And he's been gone for 40 days. Now, the people all of a sudden are getting uh, impatient and they go to Aaron and say, Aaron, build us a God that can go with us so that we can enter the promised land. So, so they, they build a golden calf. 
And what happens is this golden calf, they begin to worship. And because of that, they sit. Moses obviously comes down. There's some stuff that goes on. And we land in verse 33, chapter 33, where there's a conversation. And God is saying this, look, Moses, you go and you take the people. You're still going to inherit the promised land. You're still going to have an angel go before you, but I'm not coming with you. Now, because the presence of God is no longer coming with the people, they repent. They, they're, they're mournful uh, about it. They lament about the fact that God's presence isn't going to go with them. But what happens is because of that repentance and Moses guides them back to personal devotion and worship to God, we land in this conversation in verse 12. I love it. It's like a face-to-face conversation. The preceding verse says that Moses would talk to God like a person would talk to a friend face-to-face. So they're having a conversation and this is what it reads in verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favour with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favour with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you. I will give you rest. So already that's a win because God has said at at the start of this uh, chapter that he won't be going. But now he's saying, I will come with you. So Moses pushes it a bit further. And then he says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass uh, pass in front of you and I'll proclaim my name. The Lord in your presence, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. You can put up the slide. Thanks, Jack. Let me tell you about the theme for this year. The theme for this year is His presence. But here's the thing. It is God's presence that will distinguish us from every other people on the earth. Here's the thing. God's presence is going to set you apart for the call that He has for your life. It is God's presence that is going to make Uni Hill stand out from every other place in Melbourne and in Whittlesea. And it's going to be because of the defining factor of this. God's presence is in this place. God's presence is evident in your life. We are going to have a year where we will pursue His presence like never before. And who's with me? I want to see God's presence move in this place. I want to see Him empower His witnesses to go out into their communities and into their workplaces and back to their families, carrying the authority of the presence of God in their life and seeing things shift. What sets us apart? What defines our life is not our skill, is not our ability, is not our charisma, but will be the presence of God in our life. Amen. So I want to tell you quickly before I make an announcement and take a huge faith step together, we will be taking a big faith step. I am nervous about it. It's going to be good. 
But that's how it is. Because that's what faith is. Not even going to lie, I get like the nervous. I'm not going there. I was going to say the nervous. I went, I held back. I, I am a senior pastor now. Okay, we'll go to the next point. Moving on. You need to desire God's presence. I love what it says in this scripture. Moses says in verse 15, Then Moses said, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. We have to desire the presence of God. Think about it. God had said, I'm not going to withhold my promise. You're still going to get the promised land. He even said, I will still send an angel before you, but I, my presence will not go with you. Here's the thing is that Moses desired the presence of God more than his promises. He desired the relationship with the gift giver, giver over the gift. You see, when we pray and fast over the next 21 days, I want to encourage you, if you have not determined yet if you will fast or not, I want to encourage you to do so. Because what it's going to do in your life is it's going to create room. It's going to create desire for God to bring breakthrough in your life. I don't want to be the same this year as I was last year. I want to know Jesus more. I want to be in God's presence more. And I know that this is a great way to set up the year because momentum for your life in your spiritual walk will carry you into the next season. This is a great way to gather momentum because God, I'm desiring to pursue you. The Daniel fast, did you know it doesn't have coffee? <laughs> so that's why we got prayer meetings on Wednesdays. But what's happening is there's things here that are specific for your life. We need to desire the presence of God in our life. Can everybody see this? This is a thong that Jai wears. Can I tell you a little story about this thong? On Monday, we went to Watermark. We were getting ready to go. And as a father, I've, I, I have learnt that you never go to plan when you have kids and you're doing things and you're trying to have fun. Went for a bike ride yesterday with Lila. She cried the whole time. I'm like, so much fun, isn't it? We're having fun. Yay! So we're lined up, we're at the door. I look at my girls, they're all ready to go, they're beautiful. They're all good to go. Look at Jai, he's the man, but he's got the biggest socks on and shoes. I'm like, we're going to the pool, man, put some thongs on. So he comes out of his room wearing one. <laughs> so now he's seven, so I had to confirm with him that he was aware. I'm like, do you know you're wearing one thong? He's like, I can't find the other thong. We turn this house upside down looking for this thong. Has anybody ever been there? We could not find it anywhere. So this is where April and I, we differ. You know what I said to her? I said, babe, let's teach him a lesson. Let's make him wear one thong. I said, come on, we'll make it a win. People will go, did you lose the thong? He can say, no, I found one. Right? I said, come on, let's do it. Let's make him wear a thong. He'll remember. And April goes, we are not letting our son leave the house with one shoe. When you think about it, if you were to leave the house with one shoe, your function 
would be decreased. Your risk of injury would increase. You could step on something. I guarantee you, your confidence would be affected. It makes no sense to leave the house with one shoe. But you know what else I've been pondering on this week is you know what makes less sense than that? Is to leave the house and not invite the presence of God to go with us. See, it makes complete sense that we leave the house with two shoes. But how often do we forget that the presence of God is with us and that we invite Him in? Now, let's, we know that theologically God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He's already going with us. He's already going before us. But what I am saying here is that we centre our focus on the fact that He does. How often do we leave the house? We grab our keys. We grab our phone. We grab our wallet. We grab two shoes and we're out the door. And other stuff, I hope. But the thing is, what we should be doing is we should be going, I need your presence to come with me, Lord. As I'm putting on my shoes, this is a reminder that, Lord, I need you to come with me today. I desire your presence in my life. It makes no sense to me, Lord, to leave and go to work today if you don't come with me and you don't use me. You know, it shouldn't be left shoe, right shoe, God's presence. It should be, God, I pray that you come with me today. Shoes on, go. It needs to be our first priority. It needs to be something that we desire. As you fast this year, don't let it just be the promises that you're calling down on your life, which God will give you because He is faithful. But let's desire a relationship with Him. Let's desire His presence in our life because I know that with His presence is going to come opportunity. With His presence, things will change. But we need to desire His presence. So my challenge is this. When you wake up in the morning, Why don't you start the day by saying, Lord, would you guide me today? Would you lead me today? Would you be with me? Give me opportunity. Give me patience. I needed to pray that before yesterday's ride. I forgot. See, we're doing this together. But we need to desire. My desire, Lord, I just pray right now that this year you would draw closer to us. Lord, we are aware that your promises do not change dependent on our desire for you, but your closeness does. Your word says that as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. Father, I pray that we would seek you more. Can we just stand up just for a moment, just quickly? Dear Heavenly Father, right now, if you want more presence of God in your life today and you want to you desire uh, to know Him more this year, would you raise your hands across this place? Dear Heavenly Father, right now, would you pray with me? Lord, we want to know You in a greater way. We want to know You more this year, Father, in order that You would walk with us, in order that You would guide us, in order that You would teach us Your ways so that we may find favour with You, Father. Today and from the outset of this year, we desire You more, Lord, and we do it with purpose. We do it deliberately, Lord God, as we invite You to lead our lives. In Jesus' mighty Name, Amen. You can take your seats for a moment. See, because He goes on to say, Lord, don't send us from this place unless your presence goes with us. Because how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? 
What else will distinguish me and your people and from all the people on the face of the earth? You see, he had an understanding that, that what was their defining factor was God's presence with them. In your workplace this year, I prophesy over your life that God is going to set you apart. There is going to be something in your world that people are going to come up to you and go, there's something different about you. There's something different about your conduct. There's something different about your work. You see, Moses had an understanding that the whole world would have been looking at them, wondering, thinking why, but they also would have recognised the presence of God was with them. We know that we work and walk in a world where God's where people are looking at Christians and wondering what they're going to do, what's their next move. But I believe that a defining factor for us will be that God's presence working in and through our lives will distinguish us. You see, these two lamps look the same. They're they're different, but they're both lamps. Like if I was to ask you, what is that? You'd say a lamp. If I was to ask you, what is that? It's a lamp. It's not perfect. They've got scratches. They might have a little bit of dust. They, they might not be perfect. But yet the difference is when, when I hit this button on this one, there's nothing there. But if I go over to this side and I turn it on, the difference between the two is that there's evidence of power flowing in and through it. You see, with our world, with our walk, we can walk around, but the defining factor is going to be that the presence of God is flowing in and through your life. We need to know that the presence of God is what distinguishes His people as we desire Him, as we push and press into Him. Not only will it distinguish our lives, not only will it set it apart, but God will begin to reveal Himself to you in a new way. Because see, the Scripture then goes on to say, Moses says to him, now show me your glory. And God says, I will cause all of my goodness to pass by you. I want to prophesy this to people as we pursue God this year as we allow Him to lead our life and flow in and through our life, God is going to present Himself to your life in a new way and He is going to cause His glory to pass by you. God is going to do something new this year. As I prayed fervently about our church and asked God to speak to me in a new way, He did. I was in a very spiritual place. I was in a caravan in Anglesey. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly. I might invite Andrew to come back up for a moment. You might be there a while, but thank you. As I thought about our church, as I thought about what we're doing and how we're striving this year, Jordan, if you could close that back door, the kids are coming back in. There's two churches that I lead. I looked at them. They were both birthed in the same era. Both over 40 years ago, they go back with their history. With Box Hill, it's mantle bean to equip the saints. Ours here in Bandura is very similar. We've modernised it, but it's training for life. 
You see, what had happened is I was praying and I was asking God, would you speak to me about the future? So what's about to take place in our church over the next four weeks is a huge faith step for our community. But let me, let me explain to you is that what has always been spoken over this community is what? That we would be an apostolic hub. We would be a place that would raise up, we would restore and we would release. As I prayed, I felt the Lord saying to me that the vision of Uni Hill Church needs to be extended. It needs to go further. So as I prayed about our community, I felt the Lord say this to me. I am to rebrand Living Streams Christian Church as Uni Hill East. Now let me explain to you as I thought about the name. I thought, Lord, is it to be called Uni Hill? Are we to change both? And this is what the Lord spoke to me. See, Uni, the U-N-I, the first part of Uni Hill talks about unity. We are to have two campuses come together now as one church in two rooms. In unity, there will be more and we will function in unity. The hill is talking to me about the light on a hill as it's declared in, in Matthew chapter 5, that we're to be a light on a hill. When you're bringing them together, it is that we stand in unity representing Christ to this world. Amen. So I felt the Lord say to me, the vision that we carried, who we are, needs to be extended. It needs to go further. We need to take another faith step. The biggest faith step that I have ever taken in my life previous to this moment was Hope Tour. We know that story because it's so interwoven into who we are. But 83 people many years ago gave a miracle offering. It worked out that on one service, 83 people gave just under $40,000. But what happened is this. This is what happened in that moment. God saw our heart. He saw our faith and He poured out His blessing. Our church as a community tripled in the next two years. And I believe it was a catalyst in that moment that we stepped out in faith. So over the next four weeks, when you leave today, there will be a few things that you'll want to take home. I actually have a timeline that I want you guys to be praying into. I'm about to go through with you this timeline. Because see, we've got a lot of work to do and God has given me a specific plan, but we need to take a step of faith in this regard. I don't want it to present like old shoes with new shoelace on it. We need to see that place transformed. We need to see that place moving forward. And what it's going to start with is it's going to start with a transformation on the outside. We need to re-sign the thing. We need to paint the thing. Man, oh man, are there some notorious leaks on that roof? But here's the thing, this is what I'm believing for, that when we start this thing in faith, God will move. We need to take up another miracle offering because you know what? It needs to come from this house because they are becoming who we are. When God started speaking to me about it, I saw a pot and I saw two trees in the same pot and they were flourishing. But what the Lord told me is that with grafting in will yield special fruit. We need to become one. As I looked at my children, God began to speak to me about that. Do you know my children are three very different individuals in personality and in expression, but yet they carry the same name. It's Chrysopoli. 
We need to believe that we are going to walk in the call of God for our life. If we are going to become an apostolic hub, it starts today. How exciting. We are about to move into a second location, but this is what I'm believing for. And this is where the faith comes from. I have stepped out and I have, I have committed to $35,000 worth of stuff that that location needs. It needs drastic help in order to get some structure up, in order to close holes in the net so that we can catch the inpouring that God is going to bring. But here's the thing, God is, He's dead to no man. He's going to bless this house because of it. There's a grafting in. So let me tell you the plan. Who wants to know the plan? So plan number one, tell the church on the 3rd of February, tick. So over the next few weeks, we need to be praying and we need to be believing. Next week, we have a special guest preacher. Some of you may know him. He's actually on the national leadership of our movement. His name is Pastor Nick Reski. He'll be coming and he'll be preaching. Do you know what I love about, about the apostolic father of this house? He's like, go get it. He's like, I'm with you. Just believe for more, which is great because I've committed and how he said I could. So let's go. So on the 10th, Pastor Nick will be here. I will be vision casting God's presence to come down in Box Hill as it is going to come down at the end of today in this place. Then on the 17th of February, the very next week, we will be closing the church as it is known as Living Streams Christian Church. We'll be taking up a faith miracle offering at that location because they need to buy into. They need to believe too. On the 17th here, we have a guest speaker. Uh, he's on the NLT. You may know him. His name is Nick Reski. He'll be coming again. But I will be doing both services. But he wants to be here at the commissioning of something that is going to change the life of who we are. We go to the next level. We become who we're called to be today. We take up a miracle offering on the 17th. There are people that sit in this room today. I know that you have the capacity to step out in faith. My prayer is simply, would you ask God if you would partner with what we're doing? They do some incredible things in the East. We do some incredible things in the North and God is bringing them together. But we need to start in faith that He moves. There's a gentleman that goes to that uh, church in our East location, Unihill East. He was a man that has had a tough life. He's about my age. I endear to him, but he had made some bad decision and ended up incarcerated. But what's happened is he has come back to God. He is bringing now his three little children and his wife, and he's been restored to God and his purpose. See, the vision is going to be extended because now we're going to reach people in the east. We're going to reach people in the north, and God is going to create a momentum. It's like two sides of a bike, and we're going to pursue the presence of God. So on the 17th, please, I, I, I please, I, I ask that you'd pray. We need to start this thing in faith. It's not about the needed resource. It's about our hearts and seeing God's blessing flow as we step out in faith together. So on the 24th, we have a special guest speaker. His name is Steve McCracken. Steve is a prophet. He's spoken into the leadership of our movement. 
He came to our network last year and everything that He declared, I've listened to the recording for the next 12 months over myself and April's life has come to pass. This man hears from God. And what I've done is I've invited the Box Hill Church to come and join with us. Because at this service, we pray, we anoint and we send them out. We release the third part of our vision. But this is what we need it goes beyond that. And this is where we step into the faith zone. That church is once again back in its infancy. There's about 35 people plus children that regularly go to that location. I would ask and I will release anybody because it is one church. We need 10 people to go to the East location full time. In it, you'll be in the trenches. You'll be serving. You'll be helping. They have a wonderful building, but they have a lot of things that we need to do. But what we are doing is we are widening our arms to be able to receive what God will bring in. We need people of faith to go and and, and input and be a part of that location. So what I've asked is for uh, Chris Stewart, if you could stand, he's at the back. Everyone say, hey, Chris. Mate, that was the slowest stand I've ever seen. My my. Good job. See, he's keen to do it. He's been serving at that church every second week. He's been serving at their community pantry, which is absolutely outstanding. He's going to be overseeing our relaunch team because we relaunched this thing. We relaunched, but I believe what will happen is that there will be an injection of who we are because we will send who we are to be with them as we join together. So if God is putting it on your heart, see Chris and then it'll be a meeting arranged to come and talk to me. No one's off the table, but go there and be willing to help and see God do a miracle. Do you know, tell me six years ago, there were 20 people and then another church came together and we ended up with about 40, it was revival. If you're still here in this room, would you stand? foundation that built what we have now. It wasn't pretty. I'm a good salesman. But God moved. God moved. And from our reach that went from this and everybody else standing in the room. Now look what God has done. And take your seats. It's good for you. It's exercise. <laughs> On the 24th, we pray, we send them out. On March the 3rd, we relaunch as Unihill East with an extension of what God has placed on this house with a community that will pray and will support. But we need to start in faith We need to call His presence down. Do you know how to make a right decision? Live a Spirit-led life. Live a Spirit-led life. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. So I want to declare some things over your life. I'd like to invite the band back.
because we desire His presence. He will distinguish who we are as a people, who we are as individuals. And God will reveal Himself in a new way. I just believe today that there are people that have been dry and you've had a dry 2018. God is about to break that open. Health challenges emerged last year. Everything will submit in the presence of God. There are people that face financial challenges that came out of nowhere. This is a new season in the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. And He is at work in and through our lives as individuals and as a community. So could we stand and raise our hands? I want to declare some things over your life. I don't just say this for blab and and grab. I believe God has spoken to me about these things. I have faith in He who is faithful. His name is Jesus. Despite the challenges and the imperfections in our life, what sets us apart is the evidence of power flowing in and through our lives. If everyone, if you're able to, I want you to raise your hands in a manner to receive. I declare that this year will be your best year yet for your family. The presence of God will be with you as you live a life that serves Him. This will be a year where there is an atmosphere shift and it will be evident that God is at work in your life and that God is with you. Sickness is going to submit to the presence of God. Dreams will come true as you are led by the presence of God. This will be a year where you will draw closer to God in a new way and an experience that will come with a relationship with God in a new way that you've never experienced before. Answers will come. Strategy will come. Clarity will come. Breakthrough will come. Growth in your finances. Growth in the size of our community, in the span of our reach, in our vision. I declare increase in salvation. I declare prodigals coming home. I declare increase in baptisms. I declare increase in the presence of God for our lives. right now in faith we ask that we receive those things and we declare Lord would your presence come once again Holy Spirit move freely in this place you are welcome we want more of you Lord we want more of you Lord would you begin just to worship God in this moment God we desire that your presence comes in a new way 
Lord God, I pray that in your presence, things that have held on would be broken away, would be broken away. And right now, Lord God, as we begin to declare this song in this moment, Lord God, the breakthrough will come. The breakthrough will come. Hallelujah, your best year yet. Raise your voice. Call God down. Call Him down. Lord, come into our life. Lord God, speak in a clearer way. Be closer than we've ever felt you. We want to draw near to you, Lord. We want your presence, Father. I want you actively present in our life and in my life, Father. That I could hear your still voice. That I would know your direction. That I would gain your wisdom and your favor. asked me to do something. I promise this was not pre-planned. Could I get everybody 
to hop out of your seat and either hop into a, hop into a row or come down the front. Hop out of your seats if you're able to do so. And I want you to turn back and look at the seats. Can everyone see the seats? Could we pray and ask the Lord to fill them? Could we pray and ask the Lord to bring in salvation? To bring in His presence? To see people restored? Would you reach out prophetically and begin to declare, maybe you have a family member at home that needs to be in this seat. Oh, Father, right now, we declare that You would fill these seats. Lord God, we declare that if we need another service, we'll do it, Lord. If there's more people to love, we'll do it, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that there will be people that do not know You, but will come to know You in a greater way this year. They will experience the love of Jesus. Right now, Lord God, we declare that there are breakthrough coming for lives. Right now, we declare in faith, Lord God, that You will fill this room with people that need You, Jesus. seat as we're walking. Lord God, we thank you that that's a person I love coming into the kingdom of God. We thank you, Lord, that there's a person that is broken, being restored to your love. Lord God, your presence is to empower us to represent you, Jesus, to the world. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. We are your children.
singing that keep singing keep singing this is what it's like when you're in your prayer closet keep singing it's just your voice it's just your heart and it's the presence of God moving in and through your life keep singing keep singing See, this is where His presence comes down in your life. It is not with music. It is not with melody, but it is with your heart. It is with your voice. It is with your devotion. But what will begin to happen is He will begin to reveal Himself in a new way. In a new way. This is where sickness will be broken in your life. This is where your children will come home. Keep singing. Yes, Lord. a year of your breakthrough, an extension of your vision for this house. We love you, Lord, and we will serve you. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. So there is a lot to happen over the next four weeks. Can I encourage you to be a part of it? We have prayer meetings every Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. If you're able to drop in, drop in. Those prayer meetings won't stop. 
they'll keep going. There is a combined one on the Wednesday. That is the same night as we run connect groups. Our desire is that you bring your connect group to a corporate prayer meeting where we pray. We've got transition to happen at our east location. We need to step out in faith to become who God is calling us to be. There is a timeline that you'll receive from the hosts on the way out. Would you grab it? Would you put it on your fridge? And would you pray for it during the prayer and fasting? We finish the fast the day of the combined service. God is going to do something new in this place. Also, we have the information about the combined service. So come, get ready to love. 